It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington Football with your host of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, David Harris and Chris Russell. Today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Go to BillBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off of your next order. Welcome to today's show. Find Chris over at the Team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, and on the Radio.com app, and covering Washington Football Team and writing for SI.com. Find me over at the Locked On Bucks podcast and at BucksNation.com, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation. On Twitter, find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at LockedWFTPod. Welcome back to a new week for our Washington football team podcast listeners, new and old. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a five-star review, preferably. Uh, let us know how we're doing in the review, and we will try to find time to read those on the air. And actually, Chris, we've been saying this for a little while now, so we're going to do our first one today to kick off the show. And this one comes courtesy of username man anthony 22 that's two ends and he left this review on february 2nd 2021 the day after i started co-hosting the show with you and that's where we're gonna go we're gonna pick up from when i joined the show and we're gonna move on from there Uh, and he wrote great podcast great podcast with solid content you can tell that david really knows and has a passion for football love it and i gotta be completely transparent i'm pretty sure this is a friend of mine because he hit me up after uh he saw my announcement on social media that I was joining you on the show, and he, he definitely told me he was going to leave a review, yeah. Did you have to slip him a 50 to, <laughs> to say that? No, I'm only teasing. Well, I'm, I'm glad that somebody likes the show because I know a lot of people hated when it was just me, so I'm glad that you're getting some love and some shine <laughs> as uh, as it should be. So thank you, uh, Man Anthony 22 Even though you don't like me, you like <laughs> David. At least you like one of us. I mean, listen, I was a listener of this show before I joined it. That was one of the reasons I wanted to join it, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed the episode. I love the insight that you give. Uh, from your experience covering the team. And we actually do have another review coming up in a future episode that hits on that as well. So not all David-centric love, although I do appreciate the love that I do get. Um, definitely uh, deserve for, on you as well. And speaking of news, we've got more of that. And this time, it does not involve ownership, and it does not involve the quarterback position. Yeah, so on Sunday morning, we found out that Dustin Hopkins, David, is going to come back on a one-year deal, according to a or organizational source uh, that I texted with on Sunday morning. J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington, 106.7 The Fan, first reported the news. Uh, I think I was first. I'm not sure. Uh, on the one-year t- uh, term of the deal, I don't have the money. I can't imagine it's 
an egregiously high salary, meaning it might be a small bump up from what he was making last year, which I believe was 2.3 million in base. Um, But this is pretty much what we talked about when we talked about Dustin Hopkins last week, as we were kind of doing our here or elsewhere thing that I wrote up for SI, uh, which was, I, I put that he might not come back because I wasn't sure if he was looking for a multi-year deal or or what have you based on his track record of success. But I said, you know, maybe they could bring him back on a one-year deal. And that appears to be exactly what they did. Yeah. And I mean, you can't hate a one-year deal for a kicker and and Dustin, you know, as much as, as maybe, you know, the struggles and and, and the the way that the kicker game kicking game goes in today's NFL, you know, you probably did expect him to leave. I know I said when we, when we covered that stuff that I expected him to be gone as well, but you know, a one-year deal to come back and get a chance to prove that it was a fluke or that you can get back on track and all that stuff. Cause I mean, he does have a track record of being a very solid kicker in the national football league, but you fully expect Washington to whether it's through the draft undrafted free agency or another veteran out there on the open market, you do expect there to be kicking competition in training camp. Usually they bring in a camp leg, no matter what, but then the difference between a camp leg and a legitimate competition going on, I do expect Dustin Hopkins to have competition in camp and we'll see if he can rise up to the occasion. Yeah, it's interesting because they uh, they let go of Kari Vedvik uh, over the offseason, who was brought in as the emergency punter kicker. So I'm not sure exactly why they did that, considering that they're going to need competition. I wonder if the competition comes from, and hold your breath, Washington football fans, a seventh-round draft pick. Yeah, I mean, it, it very well could. You know what I mean? And it's just the difference of you know spending that seventh-round pick to get a guy that you know you want in training camp to get, to get in this competition versus – you know, making the phone call as the draft is coming to an end, hoping that he chooses you over another team. That's that's really what you're using those seventh round picks for. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, David, elsewhere, uh, Chris Cooley, who we touch on from time to time because his opinion does matter, even though he's no longer with the broadcast and no longer in the building and no longer even living here in this area, but he still has an opinion. He joined my buddy Kevin Sheehan on the Kevin Sheehan podcast, uh, as he does on a regular basis. And he, according to the write-up on NBC Sports Washington uh, uh, and their website, he said about Kenny Galladay, who we've discussed ad nauseum, uh, hey, now that they didn't franchise tag and quote, make the offer. Quote, I like Galladay. I think he's a legit do-everything receiver. Get down the field. He's going to give you what you want at that position. So I know we've touched on this. I know we've talked about it. I know we've covered it. I, I like Kenny Galladay. I don't think you do- – I-, I think you like Kenny Galladay. I think everybody likes Kenny Galladay. The question is, is health. He only played, what, five games last year? And money, right? I mean, who's got $21, 22000000 million per year to spend in a depressed economy and a depressed cap on a guy who had a bad injury last year? Or, or not a bad injury, but a concerning injury. Yeah, he definitely had an injury. And I guess the upside you have is that Detroit did offer him an extended contract. So the only the, the franchise he's coming out of and suffered the injury with definitely feels like he's going to be a contributor moving down the road. So that's a positive, you know what I mean, as much as you can take from it. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at this situation and like you said, kind of the, the way the franchise tag is working out because of the COVID year and everything else, everybody pretty much to a T expects that next year, the, the salary cap will go back up and will probably adjust a little bit more to make more room because of what happened this year. And if that is the case and you're going to have more teams than ever with, with a good amount of money this year, you've got a handful of teams that have a really solid amount of money. And then when you're watching football team franchise, you just happen to be one of those teams you need to make good on it. And again, a guy like Kenny Galladay is a, is a player that is worth making that move on. Again, 
you know, Detroit wouldn't have offered him a, a, an extended contract with $18, $19 million a year on the table if they didn't believe he was going to be a contributing receiver, the same Kenny Galladay you've seen before. So taking that confidence in the negotiations, um, I, I would probably stick to like the $14, $15 million range. But listen, if, if in this year specifically, there's a little bit of inflation allowed in there. Mm -hmm. If you can get Kenny Galladay in here for $18 million, then you do it. If you get to the $20 million range, I start to get a little bit nervous, you know what I mean? But I think $18 million, you're good. Um, after that, it's it's kind of a preference type of thing. But no matter what, he's he's an elite talent when he's healthy. Uh, and again, you kind of have to lean on the fact that the team that lost him wanted him. That means something. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't do over 20. I mean, I might be willing to go 19 or something like that. But uh, it's still concerning, uh, you know, to me that, um, you know, if, if for whatever, you know, even though Detroit tried to get him back, um, the question is, is now what is he looking for? Is he looking for yeah. a, just a playoff contender? Is he looking to play with an elite quarterback? Because if you're looking to play with an elite quarterback, we know it isn't here. So right. uh, how how high do you have to go to convince him that Washington is the right spot? Coming up next is part two of our three-part conversation with former Washington football team slash Redskins. Uh, special teams coordinator, Ben Kotwika. He also was the special teams coordinator most recently of the Atlanta Falcons and previously to Washington, the New York Jets. Sent several years here, helped Tress Way and Dustin Hopkins, along with others, develop and become really, really big parts of this franchise. That's next, right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. And that'll be coming to you in part thanks to our friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Whether it's NBA, college basketball, March Madness is getting underway. Hockey is in full swing. Baseball is coming as well. And there are always football prop bets and futures you can also bet on. They've even got you covered for awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline.ag has got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They've got all your news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website using your computer or your mobile device. Sign up for a free account. And when you make your first deposit, use a promo code locked on and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus tacked on to that deposit. Again, that's promo code locked on at betonline.ag for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. March Madness is here, and that means bracket challenges are here as well. Join our Locked On Listener Bracket Challenge group on ESPN. Submit your March Madness picks. Beat your favorite hosts. And if you win, you will get a guest appearance on Locked On Today, our daily news 
podcast so you can drop all of your expert knowledge and how you dominated the bracket to all of our listeners. The link to join is in the show notes of this episode. So get your picks in today. And yes, the NCAA tournament field is set. Now, uh, we know this army is not a part of the NCAA tournament, but it is very much a part of the heart of Ben Kotwika. That's where he played. That's where he served our country. And that's what led him to the NFL special teams coordinator for three different organizations, the Jets, Washington, and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we played play part one on the Friday episode before the weekend. Here is part two with Ben Kotwika talking about some of the development of the guys that you have come to know as the specialists for the Washington football team. Longtime NFL special teams coordinator Ben Kotwika, our guest here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And they were very nice of him to join us from Atlanta, uh, again, served with the New York Jets, Washington football team, and as well the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so, Ben, back in your time here, there's so many interesting angles as I was kind of thinking about what we were going to talk about. You know, the memories and the, you know, everything kind of flooded back. Uh, and and I, I don't know how many Washington fans truly remember what you were responsible for here and what you helped create. And that is Tressway, Dustin Hopkins, the continued evolution of Nick Sundberg. I, I wanted to start um, with with Tress, if you don't mind, because and maybe I have some of my timeline wrong here. I, I remember being uh, with you guys in Tampa in 2014. I believe that was his first preseason game after you guys had signed him. I think it was from Chicago, you know, and I had heard, Oh, this kid's got a big leg and whatever. And then just going, kind of going through the evolution. I'll let you fill in the gaps. We knew, and we found out quickly he had a big leg, but there was a lot of technique things and a lot of, coaching points that I know you specifically had to work with him and Tress himself had to work. Can you kind of take us through from, I guess, start to, to your, 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 the meat of your time with Tress and how you developed him into one of the best punters uh, in the national football league. Yeah. Pro bowl guy, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously uh, has done a tremendous job. Re refresh my memory. 2014, that wasn't the Tampa Hurricane game, was it? Do you remember the Hurricane preseason game where we... No, I think that was 2015. That was the I, year after. Yeah. Like, I just I, remember I, that one as... I remember that one as well. But yeah, I think I was off the beat, not traveling with you guys by then. 2014 was my last year, and that was your first year with Jay. Yes. Uh, and I, 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 again, I, I could be wrong. I could be confusing it, but I think Tress's first game was... You guys had claimed him, I believe, from the Bears, and I think that was his first game, a preseason game. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, Chris. Yeah. So you mentioned it, right? We were looking for a punter. Joe DiCamillis was the uh, special teams coordinator out in uh, Chicago. Mm -hmm. We had watched some tape. I called Joe D on him. He gave him a ringing endorsement, and you're exactly right. So a couple things on Tress. First off, his leg talent is as good as anybody in the league. He has always been able – uh, to deliver the ball. Um, if you look at him career-wise, he's like a 47-yard gross average. So he's always been able to do that. One of the things that we, a couple of things we had to work out with Trust, and he's done a tremendous job. Uh, number one was not out punting the coverage. You hear about that a lot of times, and that was driving the football down the field. A lot of times when you do that, you know, the crowd will ooh and ah, and you'll see this big punt, but you know, it's not going to hit the roof in my house right now. And that's going to allow great returners. Like we were going against Sproles in those years. Yep. He was in Philly and he was going. And so it really, um, it really put our coverage aspect in a bind. So 
what was he able to do? He was able to get more hang time over distance. And the other thing that we were working on later in his career that he does a great job of now is his directional punting. He's able to hit the ball over to his left. The other thing about Tressway, as I would say, is his pooch punting. If you remember, um, uh, he was having some trouble of downing the ball inside the 20. And to his credit, he did a great job. I think it was in 2018, uh, he set the record for most number of punts inside the 20 yard line. I yep. think we had like 40 or 41 out of the 79 or 80 punts that we had. So his ability to pin the, uh, pin the opposition inside the 20 or the 10 yard line was a tremendous weapon for him. And that's a credit to him. He is a tremendous worker. Um, he's a, uh, a, a great teammate. I mean, um, he's as good a teammate as you're going to, you're going to end up finding. And uh, the thing I always love about trust, he's a really good person. So credit to him. I think arrow is pointing up. Absolutely. And then, and then Ben, uh, I'm going to be a little fixated on the kickers. I think uh, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for six years, will do that to you. Um, obviously you've had some experience with some really good ones. The Kai Forbat, Dustin Hopkins, uh, Matt Bryant, even though that season didn't really end very well for him. And then obviously the development of young way into what I think is, is pretty reasonable to say is one of the better kickers uh, in the national football league today. When, when you're a team like the Washington football team looking for potentially a new kicker with theirs being a free agent, what are, what are the kind of the keys to you when you're looking for a kicker? And do you have kind of, I don't want to call it a bias, but do you kind of have a preference over veteran kickers or, or younger kickers? I know some coaches are historically anti-rookie quarterbacks or they, they prefer or they don't want the older quarterback. Where do you kind of stand on the kicking game and how to develop one of those successful kickers? Yeah, I think the ideal formula is to try to find a guy that's got the uh, physical talents and then develop him uh, over time. And so the things that you're looking for is the cool thing about the kicking aspect of it. It's a production base. There's not a lot of gray area in regard to, hey, how successful is this player as far as making field goals? So you can look at a little bit of the track record. You can see the ball flight and trajectory. So that's what you'd love to do. You're going to pay a premium. You know, if you're going to go with that veteran guy, because if you're a good team and you got a good kicker, you really don't want to let him go. And I've been fortunate. Uh, you mentioned Koo here, Pro Bowl kicker. Uh, we talked about Tressway, who's been a Pro Bowl punter, but Hopkins has done a great job. I, I, I would attest to you, like with Hopkins, he's got one of the league's best legs. So if you look at him, he is an exceptional kickoff guy, right? So I think sometimes that goes under the radar to a degree because what that can do, David, is that can help mitigate your coverage liabilities that you may have, you know, whether it's in game or out of game. So he can get you out of binds. His ball flight and trajectory is as good as anybody in the league. He can get the ball up and get it through the, uh, through the goalpost with a good trajectory, um, you know, as good as anybody. And he was one of the guys that we developed. We got him in 2015. He was with New Orleans. Uh, Kai had had a year there in 2014. He was, um, you know, towards, uh, you know, with, with us as, as a veteran guy, we wanted to go younger and we saw those qualities in Dustin and we able got him in 2015 and tremendous year. I mean, he was a 90% kicker that year. Um, you know, really had a, had a good year, made them all inside a, inside a 40 yards. So, um, you know, Hop has, Hop has done a great job over those years. It'll be interesting to see what Washington, uh, will end up doing with him. I think, um, you know, when you look at, uh, what, what he's done, uh, he's got a great track record. And the other thing I would share with you is FedEx is not the easiest place mm-hmm. in the league to get. When yep. you're in that NFC East, um, you're playing eight in FedEx where you're talking about grass, you're talking about wind, you're talking about conditions, you're going up to Philly. So you're going to play nine games where there's some elements. And so, you know, even though like 
like with Hop, when I was looking, you know, maybe like the last two years, he hasn't been as productive, just over 80%. You know, you look at the comparable, who's like a Jake Elliott, you know, Jake is in Philly and those numbers, you know, are comparable. So I know that's a little bit of a long answer to a question, but I'd be remiss if I didn't hit on Hop because I really have a, a lot of respect for what he's done. He's got a lot of leg talent and uh, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go. You know, I, I think that's a, a great answer. And I was just going to add, you know, Graham Gano, uh, coach, who, you know, longtime kicker with the Carolina Panthers and now with the New York Giants, you know, he would always tell me, like, you put it kindly about FedEx field. He would put it not so kindly about how difficult it was to kick at FedEx field. And I think you're right. And then you throw in the wind elements uh, and, and, and the northeast weather and all that stuff. I mean, it's very right. It's very different, obviously, kicking in a dome. And, and you were in a dome, uh, at least for your home games the last couple of years, uh, as opposed to being outdoors. And, and, and we have to factor that in. Right. And, and so do the the Washington football team have to factor that in when looking at Dustin Hopkins and maybe why he struggled a bit. No question. So a couple elements on that. Number one is this, uh, you know, sometimes we use the analogy of the golf game and kicking, um, go to the driving range and hit off the mats. Okay. And then go on the wet surface where it just rained the night before. So I would say your productivity is a little bit better off the mats. Right. Um, right. Number two is, um, it's kind of like buying and selling a house, you know, sometimes it's easier to sell your house than it is to buy one. And so I would just suggest to you that, okay, if you go in a different direction, it's very important to have a, have something else there. Otherwise, I think David, you mentioned it, you may look like Tampa where you're going through five or six kickers, you know, New right. Orleans was doing that for years when they let go of Hopkins back there in 2015, they went through before they settled on Lutz. So, um, you know, you got to just got to just think through a couple of those uh, of those things is, OK, so I may be getting rid of this player or not resign this player. It's pretty important to have a plan, especially at that position where, you know, the difference in the NFL is one score games or what, 70 percent of the games. And so, um, you know, if you got some got a got a player there uh, that you feel feel pretty good about, you know, I'd, I'd be hesitant to, to move in a different direction. Otherwise, you're going to spin through it. All right, once again, that is part two of our conversation, David Harrison and myself with Ben Kotwika, longtime NFL special teams coordinator. Uh, we appreciate him joining us right here on LOWFT. Uh, we mentioned the NCAA tournament now set. Well, uh, we, we have something for you over at Built Bar. It, it's not basketball. No, it's Built Bar madness, baby. Built Bar, as you know, is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it's been so for a while. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% sweet sausage chocolate on all the bars. Now's the time to find out which bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, baby. Go to BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at bar underscore built. That's at bar underscore built on Twitter so that you can get in on the action of Built Bar Madness. That's right. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15. That's a new one for you. LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who is advancing and dancing in Built Bar Madness and who will become the best tasting protein bar in all the land. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. 
Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Don't miss the biggest stories from around the NFL as Monday's Locked on NFL has the local experts on the biggest stories from around the league. Big wins, shocking endings, top performance, and unexpected developments. Get the in-depth analysis and insightful breakdowns from those in the know every Monday on Locked on NFL. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get podcasts. Speaking of Monday, Chris, it's Mock Draft Monday. David Harris and Chris Russell back here at the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast to wrap up your first episode here of the week. And we've got a mock draft here from Pro Football Network's Oliver Hodgkinson. The draft, or this mock draft, dropped on Sunday. And Chris, fast-forwarding all the way to pick number 19, he's got wide receiver, which I feel like is going to be a very popular pick in mock drafts for this team moving forward. Uh, but he's he's taking Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman for the Washington football team. And, and real quick, just a little bit of a quote here from Mr. Hodgkinson. He says, quote, despite splitting targets with Tyler Johnson in 2019, Rashad Bateman still managed to break a thousand plus yard season. Although his opportunity to shine as a true wide receiver one in Minnesota has gone with his opt out and subsequent suspension of the Big Ten season. Bateman has already shown that he can possess the hand skills, contested catch ability and route running skills to be a threat in the National Football League. End quote. What do you make of that first round pick for the Washington football team? I mean, I think I can only go first round, David, in the draft if. I strike in terms of who I want in free agency. And it would be hard to do that considering how loaded this wide receiver class is in free agency. And we've touched on many of the names and I understand Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin off the market theoretically uh, because the franchise tags lessens it a little. There's still plenty of options. So to me, I can't double down at 19 in the draft on a first round pick at wide receiver if I go and spend significant money or pretty good money at wide receiver and make that a high priority, which I believe they will make. Um, Ron Rivera has talked about adding veteran uh, veteran help at that particular position since mm-hmm. he basically walked in the door and they struck out kind of twice last year uh, with that. So um, again, that's the only way I see that. But didn't Bateman run like... Um, like a really good number at at, at uh, one of the private combines uh, that I saw a couple of weeks ago. I believe that was the case. It was like mm, right around a 4-4, somewhere in that range. So, I mean, that would be interesting if you could bring in a guy like that, of you know, with with that kind of speed uh if if that is accurate and 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 make it kind of work you know because you know he's been a, a big time producer uh at minnesota so uh you know but again I, i'm gonna lean towards away from wide receiver in the first round just because of what they i think they're gonna do in the first round uh in, in free agency i should say yeah no i'm in, i'm in the same boat and i mean 
Uh, you know, I think they need to go heavy after a wide receiver in free agency, whether that's Kenny Galladay or a guy like Curtis Samuel that we've talked about or or another guy. You know, Brashad Perryman is going to be on the market, and he's a guy that's shown some decent upside from time to time. But I'm always going to kind of revert back, and when I look at these mock drafts, especially in the first round, I always look to see who's immediately available after that. And offensive tackle Christian Darrisaw out of Virginia mm-hmm. Tech uh, is still available in this mock draft. That's where I go. Uh, honestly, whether they sign a wide receiver or not, that's where I go uh, if if I'm the Washington football team. And um, you know, we'll we'll see what Ron and, and what the the think tank think when the day comes. But I'm pretty confident that we're on. Darius has become a very popular yeah. mock pick, and yeah. for good reason. I have seen a lot of brushback though from Washington fans and even some pundits on Twitter, for whatever that's mm-hmm. worth, thinking that. You know, why would they go and add a left tackle, especially in the first round uh, when Cornelius Lucas was as good as he was last year? And and make no mistake about it. Cornelius Lucas did a good job last year. He's also under contract for one year. And, you know, he had bounced around all over the NFL in terms of free agency or in terms of playing and hadn't really played a whole lot of left tackle. So was that a a mirage? Were they helping him? That I don't know uh, enough. He played solid. He played good. Nobody's saying get rid of him it's just you know you you also need to think about beyond not just this year beyond this year yeah absolutely i mean you might have a starting left tackle in the national football league but you also might not have a starting left tackle in the national football league and i would say that unless you've got a guy that you know is good to go in that position for the long haul you you should not be ignoring that position um any further so that's you know we'll see what happens obviously in april and see who is correct in those projections moving on though to round two with the 51st overall pick in this mock draft, we see a familiar name, Safety Richie Grant out of Central Florida. Well, you know, I know you love him. And what I saw of him at the Senior Bowl, and I can't tell you, I've seen a lot of UCF you know, games in terms of focusing solely on him. But what whenever I have seen, uh, I think Richie Grant is one of those guys that can be a true free safety that can roam side to side. You know, is he lights out like Sean Taylor was? Is he, you know, Earl Thomas? Is he? No, probably not. But can he do what the Washington football team has never been able to find? Yes. So the answer for me is I like that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm in agreement, agreement as well. I would, I would love to see him uh, playing for this franchise in, in the 21, 2021 season. If we could moving on to pick number 74 tight end out of Miami, Brevin Jordan joins the team, but Chris also in round three, so does linebacker out of North Carolina, Chaz Surratt. Yeah, Chaz Surratt is interesting, right? Because we know he's got great athleticism and, um, you know, converting over. Um, I thought he looked pretty good early on in senior bowl week. You were there, so maybe you have a different prism. But I I think they need continue to need to have speed at linebacker. Um, I think they need to develop somebody and develop somebody quickly with John Bostic going in to the final year of his contract. And ideally, you don't want John Bostic to play, you know, 950 to 1,000 snaps, that type of thing. I think you've got good speed and athleticism with Cole Holcomb. It kind of depends on what they do on the other side. Maybe you get Reuben Foster back. I don't know. Uh, Obviously, he's a free agent. Kevin Pierre-Lewis is a free agent. I definitely think linebackers got to be a heavy priority and, and preferably somebody that can run with some of these deer tight ends uh, and of course some of these shallow crossing routes that they might have to pick up you know from running backs or wide receivers yeah absolutely no i agree with everything you said there athleticism range in, in that position is is key and you're going to get that all there and what i really liked when we were in mobile seeing is you know uh, you call it quote unquote first exposure to nfl coaching on both sides of the ball not only is he being coached 
by a, a you know an in in seat uh, coaching staff, NFL coaching staff for the first time, but he's also facing an offense that is is using NFL coaching for the first time as well. And what you want to see out of defenders, especially, is the ability to read, diagnose, make a decision. They're not they're not always going to make the right decision. They're always going to make the perfect play, but you want to see them continue to make decisions and, and dedicate themselves to what they see and then you can fine-tune it from there when you have a guy freezing or sitting flat-footed in coverage or or not making a decision that's where you have problems that's where you have nerve problems and everything else but you have a guy who is confident out there sees what he sees makes a decision goes with it makes a play when he can and when he can't you see the coaches pull him aside coach him up that's what they're there to do teach say hey you made the decision based off of what you saw here here's what you should have keyed in on next time do it that way and you see him make that adjustment so yeah a very impressive week down in mobile would be very happy to see him on the team as well. And then a good position or a good pick at tight end as well to add to the depth chart uh, if they go that way as well. Moving now on to the last pick in this mock draft, Chris, pick number 124, quarterback, Kellen Mond mm. out of Texas A&M. Mm. I like that. I, I think that that pick would drive people crazy. Uh, for whatever reason, Mond almost has this weird stigma attached to him, but he had a big senior bowl game. Uh, and, you know, I, I like the fact that he's been coached up and, and I presume coached up well by Jimbo Fisher. It looked like he was pretty confident and they were rocking and rolling for a good part of last year uh, down at A&M. So to me, look, he, he, he needs some time to develop, but to me, that's a guy that I kind of thought, hmm, in the second round, you know, somebody's going to find themselves a good bargain. So where is this, David? This is in the the fourth, fourth round. round. I mean, yeah. you know, if you can get him in the fourth <laughs> round, a la Kirk Cousins, remember when he was picked 102 overall in the fourth round mm -hmm. back in 2012? You never know if you're patient and if you get the right coaching and if you get the right work ethic. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, Kellen Mond is a guy, and and listen, you know Daniel Jeremiah, you know, and our listeners, I'm sure, probably know Daniel Jeremiah, and I will never, ever stand here and say that I know better than Daniel Jeremiah. He's forgotten more about football and, and football evaluation of prospects than I probably will ever know. Uh, he thought Kellen Mond had a really good week in Mobile. I came away from those practices not impressed with what I saw out of Kellen, and, and we kind of talked about it before uh, that, you know, there were, there were a lot of – of reps that he took in those practices with that basically would have been sacks that he's basically mm -hmm. running himself into sacks. And uh, I mean, there were even, there were some, some really bad ones uh, where he's, you know, taken basically two or three. I remember again, saying there were some guys uh, who were also covering the event and we're sitting there, we're going, that's a sack. That's a sack. That's so we got to the point where we started counting. That's one, that's two, that's three on the same rep. And then he throws the ball and usually it's a contested pass or an off target pass. And I mean, it's just, you want to see again, more decisiveness. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it's just understanding, of the language, the scheme, again, you're playing behind an offensive line that you've never played with before receivers. So there's a lot of things going on for the player. So you don't want to take too much away from it as far as the negatives. You really kind of lean on the positives more than you uh, crucify for the negatives. In the systems where he's comfortable, like you said, he has shown a lot of potential. So not a bad pick by any means, especially in the fourth round. Uh, but I always got to go down the list, right? And I see Jamie Newman, quarterback, out of I'm calling it Wake Forest. A lot of people say Georgia. That's fine. Um <laughs> I like the upside on Jamie Newman more than I like the upside on Kellen Mond, but I will say that I do believe it's going to take more time to get the upside out of Newman than it would out of Mond, but I think the ceiling is higher if Washington were to take him and take that time. Uh, interesting. Um, and I know you like Jamie Newman because that's one of the guys, before you even joined us 
like on the show, that's one of the guys you mentioned day one, I think down in Mobile that you really happen to like. Yep. All right. So that is Mock Draft Monday. Obviously, we'll do a lot more of that. All right, David. So that is Mock Draft Monday. And because we went a little bit more in depth with Mock Draft Monday, we're going to have to hold off on free agent focus. But a good thing for you guys to keep an eye on, we will touch on the offensive side of the football on the next edition as we close in on the new league year right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast for David Harrison. Our thanks to Ben Kotwika, part three of that interview coming up as well. Also our sponsors, Bet Online, and as well, Built Bar. That's right. Thank you for listening and for downloading, subscribing, and sharing your thoughts with us. We're back with another episode. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us on Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.